Greetings again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs. August 1st, 2023 marks the 75th anniversary of OSI's inception. Throughout the year, the command is commemorating the occasion based on the theme, Inspired by Our Past, OSI's Future Starts Today. And with me to discuss how the 8th Field Investigations Region fits into that scenario is Region 8 Commander, Colonel Seth Miller. Colonel, welcome aboard to the program. So great to have you chatting with us today. Well, thank you very much, Wayne. I'm excited to be here with you. So let's uh, dive into it, uh, shall we, uh, with a little bit of background to, to get our uh, kind of novice listeners uh, acclimated to uh, Region 8. Um, your region, Region 8, is headquartered out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, with field agents uh, at nearly two dozen locations across the United States. Uh, your region supports two branches of our armed forces, the U.S. Air Force and the U.S. Space Force, one ma Air Force Major Command and three Space Force Field Commands, plus three combatant commands. Now, with all that responsibility under your umbrella, can you tell us a little bit about the history of Region 8 and about uh, its significant evolution in the last few years since its inception back in October of 1999? Yeah, absolutely, Wayne. Um, so as you and many of your listeners are very much aware, um, we in OSI have aligned our regions primarily uh, to provide better support to the Air Force major commands. Mm -hmm. And so in our history here at Region 8, for the majority of its existence, we have been aligned to provide um, tailored and direct criminal investigative and counterintelligence support to two major commands. That was Air Force Global Strike Command and Air Force Space Command. Mm -hmm. Well, in the last few years, um, Air Force Space Command just a few years ago, um, it was it became the kernel from which um, United States Space Force was born. Right. And so uh, when you ask the question about, you know, uh, significant evolution in just the last few years on one side of our portfolio uh, with our senior customer, uh, we went from um, serving Air Force Space Command as a MAGCOM to reposturing to provide support to our nation's newest service, Space mm -hmm. Force. Right. And then, uh, and then Wayne, at the same time, uh, about the, the same time that the U.S. Space Force was standing up, also we saw on the other side of our portfolio, on the global strike side, a once-in-a-generation evolution taking place there as well, mm -hmm. where we saw on um, Air Force Global Strike, they were, for the first time in decades, posturing, preparing, and stepping out to, to replace all of our nation's uh, ICBMs um, across all locations where we have them, mm -hmm. as well as to introduce into the Air Force's inventory the next generation strategic bomber, B-21. So, um, so as you, as you, uh, well noted there, a lot of evolution going on in our region here within the last few years to make sure that we're properly, uh, postured and able to provide the support to the newest service of our armed forces and a very rapidly evolving global strike. Command. 
And with that kind of uh, portfolio or, or a dual, dual portfolio, as you mentioned, uh, Colonel, uh, a lot of uh, responsibility going with that. Uh, uh, and with that evolution uh, underway across Region 8, uh, with the responsibility, I would imagine, uh, accompanied with it uh, would be some uh, pretty significant challenges that uh, your your uh, eclectic region has had to face. Now, uh, have uh, how have they been addressed uh, over the years? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have had a number of challenges, and fortunately, we've we've been able to face those challenges first with just amazing uh, men and women here at Region Eight, mm -hmm. extremely knowledgeable. When I when I came here, Wayne, just uh, a few years ago, right. I had a very very steep learning curve. <laughs> um, I, I had spent, uh, many years, uh, over, uh, overseas. And so coming here to region eight, I had a lot to learn both uh -huh. on the global strike side of things, understanding how we as a command and region eight in particular protect two legs of our nation's nuclear triad, right. uh, the ICBMs and strategic bombers, uh, but even more so on the space side. So one of the challenges was just making sure that, that we had the knowledge, we understood the evolution that was taking place on both the Space Force side and the Global Strike side so that we could make the changes we need to. Mm -hmm. Now, we were very fortunate that um, we had the 100% uh, support of our headquarters, of the center. I know you've, you've already uh, interviewed uh, Chief Veltri uh, from the center. Right. Just amazing support from our senior leaders, from the center, and from our Office of Special uh, Projects, because much of what we do in Region 8 is highly technical and highly classified. Sure. So in overcoming some of these challenges that we had to face, as far as making sure that we're properly postured and resourced, it was working hand in hand with leaders from even outside of our region to, um, to have them help us get the knowledge, the resources, the right people into the right places, and so, uh, so it has been quite a heavy lift, but I can tell you, Wayne, that, uh, that we've been fortunate with the people that we have and the support that we've received uh, externally to make the changes that, that we've needed to make. Well, it sounds like, Colonel, that uh, partnerships have played uh, a major role uh, in the uh, seamless evolution of Region 8. Is that a pretty fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, with one of our closest partners, and that's the Office of Special Projects, um, I, I would say it's been groundbreaking. Um, the relationship it, it, within our own organization um, um, has just deepened to a level that I, in 25 years of being an OSI now, have, have never seen before. Uh -huh. so we're extremely appreciative of just the external support and partnership that has helped us make the changes that we need to and to be successful. Yeah, it's always great to have a, a nice seamless transition, uh, I guess, and that's uh, that's always a, a good thing. And from your uh, chair as the, the commander of Region 8, uh, I would imagine that uh, uh, makes your job very gratifying to see that happen like that. Oh, it absolutely does. You know, um, just in these, well, what will be three what, short years, <laughs> they haven't always seemed short, <laughs> right. but in the uh, three years of being here, just the amount of transformation and positive growth and moving in the right direction so that we as a command mm -hmm. um, can do what we need to do um, to protect uh, these these uh, critical parts of our Department of Defense. It's uh, it's it's been absolutely awesome to see and be a part of.
Sure. Now, Colonel, uh, you mentioned uh, growth uh, a second ago. Uh, Region 8 has uh, two of the command's newly established national security detachments. Can you give us kind of a, a thumbnail sketch about these uh, new units and uh, the missions that uh, they're executing these days? Yeah, sure. Um, so the national security detachments were envisioned by um, some of our past and current senior leaders that we have in the command. And what they recognize is that we in OSI have done a a very good job over over our entire history, really, of protecting uh, the Air Force's critical technologies and critical programs. But what we have found over time is that where the adversary is focusing much of their attention is on the critical technologies and programs of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. They're actually targeting uh, academia and the private sector, identifying what will be critical to our national defense, what we will deem critical to our Air Force, our Space Force tomorrow. And they see that as the soft underbelly, underbelly uh, which they can then uh, focus on. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, again, because of the, uh, the great foresight of, of our senior leaders in the command, we realized that we needed to start to get a term we use, left of theft. Um, we needed to start moving uh, further left to protect what will be tomorrow's critical technologies, tomorrow's critical programs. Uh-huh. So we set up these new types of detachments in these centers of gravity uh, where academia is is working on the problems of tomorrow, uh-huh. where these these companies in the private sector are building capabilities and technologies that will be critical to us, not only today, but tomorrow. And we set these national security detachments up in such a way that we could operate with partners uh, in this very complex mission space that the adversary has been working in for some time now Mm -hmm. so that we could identify them and ultimately, uh, ultimately neutralize their nefarious efforts. I see. Now, Colonel, uh, uh, with technology changing so rapidly these days, uh, no matter where you look, I guess, your head almost has to be on a swivel, I guess, to keep up with things. So would that uh, uh, create a a daunting task for the uh, national security detachments? Yes, it does. Um, But I will tell you again, uh, when we talk about partnerships and just the the great people we have in this command, uh, we're not doing this alone. Um, We have two of these national security detachments in uh, region eight, one here in Colorado and one in Silicon Valley in, in California. Mm-hmm. We have others around the nation. But uh, to get to your point, Wayne, um, we have an amazing team in the center tech protect uh, uh, directorate right. that helps us understand where we need to focus our efforts. Because you're absolutely right. With technology changing as quickly as it is, Um, We have to know where to target our high demand, low density weapon system, you know, our professionals of OSI to make sure that uh, that we are as efficient and effective as possible. And we can only do that through the great work of the partnerships that we have with the center and the amazing agents and analysts and pro staff that make our mission happen. And, sir, as, as you just mentioned earlier, uh, you have to stay left of all these things and try to be one step ahead of the adversary to, uh, uh, you know, really uh, uh, keep uh, what we do, uh, you know, in the United States and, and within our military uh, uh, one step ahead of the, the bad guys, I guess. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And it's, uh, 
it's a never ending effort. Um, as, as the adversary changes, uh, it's, it's tactics and targets. We must do so also. And that's, uh, that's not a static, uh, a static target. It's, it's ever moving and, and we have to constantly refocus and reposture to meet the needs of, uh, of tomorrow. Right. Now, Colonel, uh, you mentioned the great people uh, within uh, Region 8. Uh, let's take a look at uh, some of the significant contributors to Region 8's success through the years. Granted, uh, the inception of Region 8 uh, you know, was back in 1999, but uh, I would imagine that the list is pretty uh, uh, long and distinguished as far as folks within the region, both uh, past and present, who have made really significant contributions. Yeah, yes, you're absolutely correct. And uh, although there have been other regions that have been around uh, longer than ours, mm -hmm. you are correct. And that is we, we have had a number of amazing leaders who have laid the foundations for the successes both of yesterday and even into the successes that we're having today. And uh, it's what's interesting is, is that right now, um, uh, three of our most senior OSI leaders in the command, mm -hmm. um, all were leaders, senior leaders here at Region 8. Mm -hmm. um, uh, first and foremost is uh, Brigadier General Select Bumgarner, right. who is going to be our next OSI commander. Mm -hmm. um, chief Greg Gao, who right. is our command chief, and most recently, uh, named as our OSI's executive director, Ms. Pearl Munt. Right. So um, all three of these senior leaders who are actually now uh, will will be uh, our top three leaders of OSI all came here uh, at one point. They led here at Region 8. And uh, and again, I can't stress enough, they helped, uh, they laid the foundation uh, upon which the successes we are uh, experiencing today are, are founded. Right. Sounds like three uh, very successful Region 8 stories, uh, uh, Colonel. Uh, no no <laughs> doubt that uh, uh, Region 8 uh, has spawned some uh, some pretty amazing folks. No doubt about that. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, if you could, uh, Colonel, if you could put on your, uh, or not put on, but uh, uh, check out your crystal ball a little bit, uh, how would you characterize the uh, uh, future of Region 8, uh, having been the commander there for the last few years? Yeah, I would say Region 8, um, and I, I, every region grows uh, as needed and necessary to meet the, the demands and to serve the customers uh, that they serve. I would say, though, just with the unique portfolio that we have, um, especially on the space side right now, um, I would kind of characterize our future as ever-changing, ever-evolving, and at a very, very rapid pace. Um, as, as you and others, I'm sure, see uh, in the news every day where Space Force is going, how rapidly it is growing and evolving and changing. And uh, we here at Region 8 are working very hard uh, to make sure that we're making the appropriate changes uh, to be able to provide the support to this to this new service as well. So I, I would say that uh, the future is going to see a, a Region 8 that is even more invested in the uh, all things associated with Space Force. And a lot of people don't realize that, uh, uh, you know, when I say that we support Space Force, this is not about agents going to space. Right? We're not running investigations <laughs> you know, right. on or anything. Uh, sure. But this is making sure that everything that makes space happen. And, and, you know, the motto, you know, as you walk across the street, uh, all of these field commands is uh, never a day without space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because because uh, everything we do uh, in the Department of Defense and, and, and globally is affected by space capabilities. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but I, what I think you'll see is, is a, a different region eight, even in these coming years, as we reposture uh, to make sure that we are protecting all of the terrestrial based infrastructure and capabilities that make space happen. Right. And, uh, and it's a big job. And uh, we're, we're mapping that out now. We're working with uh, the center. We're working with other regions because it's not all in our region. We, we, happen to have the lion's share of it, but it's uh, uh, the space infrastructure that uh, that makes what we do there possible is uh, global. I see. And, uh, and so working with our other regions, the center, uh, to make sure that we're, we're postured properly to, to support Space Force is absolutely critical. I see. Very well said. Now, uh, Colonel Miller, uh, before we wrap things up today, is there anything else you'd like to add about being part of OSI's uh, 75th anniversary observance this year? I'd just like to say I'm very honored uh, to, to be here at this time. Um, I actually came into OSI 25 years ago. Wow. And so uh, I came in uh, straight from, I was a direct commission uh, into the Air Force and came right into OSI. So I've known, yeah. I've known nothing but OSI for the last uh, <laughs> 25 years, and it is, it is my family. But what I think is really uh, awesome uh, for me personally is when I came into OSI as a brand new uh, lieutenant, uh, one of my first additional duty tasks was to help organize uh, a gala for the 50th anniversary of Oh, wow. That's great. So it's, it's uh, pretty wonderful uh, that I'm able to experience this now, 25 years later, uh, having come in and to celebrate our 50th anniversary and now still being here, still able to serve in the command that I love, uh, 25 years later so that we can celebrate this uh, this historic milestone for our command. So I just say I'm, I'm very proud uh, to be part of this family and part of this team. And, and I feel honored uh, to be here. Well said, Colonel. Our guest has been Colonel Seth Miller, the commander of OSI's 8th Field Investigations Region. Colonel, uh, thanks again for taking the time to be with us. Always great to chat with you. Thank you very much, Wayne. Have a great day. And thanks to all of you listening for tuning in. For OSI Today, I'm Wayne Amon saying so long for now.